You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 133, Feng Shui Kids with Tori McBrien. Welcome to episode 133 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious spaces for their clients in their successful design businesses. Through articles, books, workshops, videos, TV appearances and consultations, Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their living spaces. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. So um, we are going to keep your eyes peeled if you're not already on our mailing list, get on our mailing list because our new class is starting the end of September and we're going to be doing some info sessions around that. So keep your eyes peeled. We're also going to be some doing some other free stuff, which we're putting together and working on now. So make sure that if you go to Mindful Design, um, if you go to mindfuldesignschool.com and you go to the homepage at the bottom, there is a place to in, to sign up for our newsletter because you don't want to miss. Um, it's like a special thing that we're working on. Oh yeah. And, well, uh, we could just tell yeah. them. So we're, well, one, we always have an info session or two before we launch every certifications for people who have any questions about taking our feng shui certification. And by the way, today we have a guest who's a graduate. And um, another thing that we're doing, we're, we always mix it up every, every semester. Laura and I are always, mm -hmm. you know, seeing what fun things we want to do. And this time we thought we would do a free webinar, but what did, have we titled we're, it yet? Yeah, I think it's going to be, okay, don't quote me on the title, but I think it's, um, we're basically going to show people how to set their bedrooms up with feng shui. Like yeah. it's going to be a walkthrough, right? It's, and um, it's going to be not too long. It's going to be live. And, you know, we're going to talk about the elements and stuff like that. So it'll be, it'll be really fun. Really like practical, really practical and actionable. Yeah, Laura's the marketing uh, I'm the slide maker. She's the slide maker and the marketing person in, in our relationship. However, so she has like a great, she has a great name in the works. And yes. so, yeah, you guys all have to sign. You got to sign yeah. up for our mailing list in order to find out about and the, it'll be free. the free, free webinar free, so. that we're going to yeah. do about how to just like a feng shui bedroom workshop. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. So without further ado, welcome to Tori. Hello, Tori. Tori McBrien is here. She is one of our grads. And um, I'm going to read your little bio, but hi, Tori. Welcome. Uh, Tori combines over 10 years of experience in interior design industry with her passion for feng shui and green design. Tori's designs recognize that a home can be a place to heal and that her clients want beautiful functional spaces that are supportive and nurturing. Tori practices and uses black sack feng shui as a way to merge both ancient wisdom with modern design principles. By combining her design skills and intuition with ancient feng shui methods, she curates functional, beautiful, authentic spaces that support her clients in a deeper and more meaningful way. She currently lives in Connecticut with her husband and two small children. So welcome Tori. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, and we're talking today about families and kids and feng shui because uh, it, 
while some of you probably are not in the mind, you're going to have to get in the mindset in the next couple of weeks for those that have kids and are thinking of back to school. Um, and we thought it was good timing. And it's something that Tori, um, she also did one her presentation when she was in the program um, about this. And she it was really great to see how she used uh, feng shui with her own family. And uh, we just thought it would be a really good way for our listeners to see how they could use it too. So Tori, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, your own experience, what you did, how you worked with your family with feng shui. Absolutely. Um, I chose this for my presentation because during COVID, that's what we were. We were in our house. It was my husband and me, my two kids. And during that time, feng shui really became, for me, a way of creating an environment that was supportive for me during COVID, which was difficult for everybody, right? And then I took it one step further and thought, well, how do I use this to um, sort of nurture my kids as well? And so I really dove into their rooms, which is where they kind of go for refuge and timeouts, if I'm honest. Um, and so I wanted a place where they felt comfortable and that would um, be sort of their haven when we're all stressed out and somebody's tired of me teaching or I need my own space. I can send them to their rooms and they have a comfortable place to be. So that's really sort of how this came to be. Um, and there are a couple things that I looked at when I started, but um, first is sort of some of the obvious things like the command position for their beds mm -hmm. or desks. Um, and then- And for, hold on, just to interrupt. Yeah. For those of you that, that are listening, um, you've obviously probably heard us talk about this before, but I believe if you listen like two or th maybe three or four episodes from now, there's one about setting up your bedroom and then there's definitely talks about command. Yes. Which is really important. I mean, I think it's, mm -hmm. it's also something that um, applies throughout the home, which you guys have talked about before and um, is, is a pretty important aspect of feng shui. But um, one of the other things I did is I look into their nine star key, which is their astrology and use that and sort of their personality traits and how do I um, build their bedrooms so that and design their bedrooms so that it's supportive for, for their specific personalities. Um, and just to come back to the nine stars. So the nine stars, we do have a podcast because we do a, a nine star key review at the beginning of each um, year, usually around January. Um, and nine star key is a, uh, well, some people call it feng shui astrology, but essentially you're looking at the elemental energies of people. And um, some people align it with Western astrology in terms of your sun, moon and rising star um, stars but in feng shui you have three different stars so um so you have tell us okay tell me because i know this but what for your family what was like what came out when you did the nine stars like what was your revelation what did you come up with we are all very yang earth so young earth we are stubborn Right. We need to retreat into our caves when we get stressed out, which is why their bedrooms are such an important refuge for them. Yeah. Um, both my kids are that way. I'm that way all the time. If you look at all three numbers and my husband is like that when he's stressed. So that was sort yeah. of a, a very eye opening for me. And how do I um, not only support them, but myself as well, um, looking at that, at that information. Yeah, because it's it's a lot of big earth energy and big earth chi. 
and in uh, feng shui and in the nine stars, the, sim the, the symbol behind it that comes from the I Ching is the mountain. So you basically have a whole lot of mountains in your house, which don't want to move, don't want to compromise sometimes. Very strong though, right? Really strong, lots of deep um, energy um, and strong energy and lots of reserves, but um, some stoicism there, some like, you know, stubbornness. But um, so, so when you, knowing this, did you like, when you were doing your kids' bedrooms or when you're like looking at your kids, did you bring that into how you designed and set it up? A little bit. I felt like there's so much earth energy in us that I kind of used some of the other elements around them. Um, so I brought in a lot of fire energy for them and not in a big way, because I also felt like a lot of fire for little kids may not, I didn't want it to be too um, um, energizing, to be honest. Um, but I wanted them to feel, um, to have a little bit of that in their room. So I added um, artwork with red in it. Um, I added some LED lights in my daughter's room in the shapes of stars, glow in the dark stars on my son's ceiling, just to bring in a little bit of that fire energy. And yeah, I love that you're uh, saying, oh, I would love that you're saying not too energizing. So I've noticed with my clients, sometimes they're like, they, they don't want their kids' rooms to be too energizing, right? For instance, um, one project I just completed, like a renovation project, the son who's like a teenager was like oh the because even the lighting is part of like the feng shui right and so which is fire energy but he said oh it's too yellow i want like more the whiter light and i said i told them well you know actually the more yellow light the warmer tones are more soothing and keep you know keep the energy down it produces more melatonin whereas the white light in the higher kelvin temperatures the 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 whiter the light is, the more active they are. And they're like, oh no, we're not going to change them to the, the he, he wanted like, you know, the white light. And I was sedative. Like, yeah. Get me the lights with sedatives attached oh. that I can push. No, no. <laughs> he right wanted time. the light with the white light. He wanted the brighter he wanted light. wanted that, but then he didn't when you told him. Oh didn't no. The, the sun. Light? Yeah. Yeah. The sun, the sun wanted it. And then the father was like, no, we're going to keep it on the yellow warm light now. Yeah. <laughs> well, my son wanted me to paint all of his walls red because that's his favorite color. And I, mm. that's when I put, mm -mm, that's not happening. So we're going to do this in a smaller way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With kids, you need to like, I usually give like a kid, like they're like, I want blue. And then you give them three blues to choose from because right. otherwise they'll pick the crayon, the Crayola, like brightest one. <laughs> that's exactly Primary right. He went blue. through my fan deck and he picked out three bright reds. <laughs> and I said, this is not happening. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's also a testament to kids is that um, a little goes a long way because kids energy is so raw and they're so fresh and new and they're like little sponges that a little like smaller amounts of any adjustment with, especially with feng shui is, is all that you need really. Um, and they're constantly changing too, right? I mean, my yeah. kids are six and four, so every day they're maturing in a different way or they're, they're, you know, backtracking a little bit. So it's, mm -hmm. it's constantly, I didn't want to throw a bunch of stuff in there. It's been a, and I'm still making changes now just to kind of tweak things when I see certain behaviors or something else coming out. So yeah, kids are, uh, yeah, kids, kids are always changing. And then you, you're redoing their room kind of big little kid, big kid, you know, all the different kind of stages through. Um, and you mentioned the adding of the fire, which some people might be like, you know, as we were saying, fire is a lot. But, you know, fire has this 
um, it's inspiring and it, and it makes you happy and it's warm and it's generous and it's kind and it has all, yes, it's, it can make you active, but also it can really be, I always think it brings a lot of clarity. It brings things to light. Um, and it is, it's inspirational. So I think, and kids, obviously kids, kids do like it. A lot of kids favorite color is red. So there's obviously, there's a real connection there. So I like that you, you recognize that and brought it in. I mean, as opposed to, you know, with earth, you could be really deliberate and say, oh, I'll just bring in some wood to break up all that earth, um, which I'm sure you did. But the fact that you picked, I like it, I like that you looked at the situation and you decided to bring in a little bit of that fire, which is really uh, cool and different. I like that. I like that I, along the same lines, I think of fire too as sort of the soft glowing embers, right? That's very soothing mm -hmm. and sort of warm feeling. And so it's, like you said, it's not always this bright fiery, chi that's going around it can be very soft and, and comfortable yeah. yeah the yin yin fire, the yin fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the little the nice glowing candle um so and you're working with client like do you find that your clients do you find that you attract clients that are looking for what you're already doing like when you're doing it do you find that people want you know the same, the same thing, you know, families or, um, you know, um, couples with young kids. And, and do you kind of attract that? Do you find, cause I find that that's what happens to me. Not that it did, but now I get like, yeah, more and more because I understand the functions that they need in their home on the mm -hmm. design side. Um, and, um, I just finished working with a client and she has a young, I guess he's now one, but I was kind of talking her along, oh, these are the things you're going to need as this is the thing, these are the things you need to think about because I'm a few stages ahead of you. And, and so I do think I'm sort of um, mm. attracting those kinds of clients because I have that experience personally yeah. and professionally. So, yeah. And it comes through and even though, well, I mean, it's just energy, right? It, it gets, it comes across. Uh, so um, what I was thinking we could do for our listeners and because it's back to school and, or it will be in a few weeks, we would talk about a few tips that we would, that I like to, you know, bring it back to family, bring it to kids. Um, maybe we could each share a tip and we could talk about things that people could start thinking about in their own homes using feng shui. Um, so, um, Tori, do you have, apart from what you've been talking about, which is fantastic, what is, what's one thing that you like to do with your family or with your kids to sort of bring that in that feng shui energy and using the, the tools that you have? Well, I'm going to stick to fire chi and something that I've heard you guys talk about and Angie specifically mentions is I think it's the professor who passed this down, but um, you can make the fire chi come alive and sort of bring in this bright um, energy with singing and dancing and sort of creating this lively atmosphere. And we do a lot of dance parties in our house, particularly in the kitchen. So I've got the kids home from school or camp and we turn on some music, usually something from their playlist and just dance around and have fun. And, and, and that just de-stresses everyone after the day. And I find that to be very helpful. Yeah. And it lifts the chi. I mean, it's right. like an instant chi booster, right? Right. You can't be upset when you're dancing around and singing shout or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like it. It's simple. And, um, and it is really at the heart of what feng shui is, which is shifting the energy. So that's, uh, that's a good one. I like that one thing. Well, I, so you brought up kitchen cause that's where you dance and you dance in your kitchen, right? Cause where does the family always come together? Where are we always sitting around? We're always standing around the counter or we're in the kitchen. Everything ends up in the kitchen. So the kitchen is 
the heart of the home. It really is the, the, you know, where everything happens, especially when you have a family or even when you have friends over, just anyone, everyone ends up in the kitchen. Um, and the kitchen has many, like a couple of different dominant energies. If we go back to the five elements, so it would be water because there's sinks and dishwashers, et cetera, and fire because of your stove. And so I always like to, um, and sometimes those things can be close to each other. We don't know. Let's not get into that right now. But what we can do is add in one other particular element, which will create a creative, a mini creative cycle in your kitchen, which is the wood element. So you can bring in the wood element, which is a plant. I just like to bring in potted herbs uh, somewhere in the kitchen, or you could just use the color green. And so you create this, you know, from the fire in the sink to the, to the, uh, sorry, the water in the sink to the, um, the herbs, to the stove creates this small, like a three element cycle and it, it completes it. And it, it creates this nice kind of creativity, which I love. Um, because, the, um, for me, the, the stove and the kitchen and everything is really where, you know, it's an important part of the home. It's an important part for the family. It's funny. I just realized after listening to you talk about that, that that is where most of the plants in my house are just naturally. That's where they grow the best is in the kitchen. Oh, so I have all these moments having studied feng shui now. Oh, obviously <laughs> that's why my plants grow in the kitchen because it completes things. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those I, I'm lucky. Yeah. All my plants are luckily all happen to grow in my, in the lead position of my house which is the fire, which is feeding the fire. So that's worked out really well for my house too. So we're, we're, it's working out. We're aligning our plants with the energy of the home. Um, and just for the kitchen, um, one other thing too is, you know, we're talking about nurturing your family is making sure that the stove is in command and taking care of your stove. And um, because, you know, you're feeding your family, you're nurturing your family. And I really think that spending some time to, to, um, prepare, clean the stove, uh, especially while we get ready for this, you know, busy school season, maybe before kids go off to school, you know, give your, give your stove uh, a ceremonial clean and open up the energies of the home. It's also represents the wealth um, of the home, but it's where you nurture and feed your family. So I like to always come back to the stove too, because yes, it has the fire energy, but it's also for nurturing and feeding your family. Angie, do you have something you'd like to share? Yeah, so I don't have kids, but I have dogs. But uh, my my take on it would be more about the family aspect. And so there's actually an area of the feng shui bagua map, which if you guys, if the listeners, if you're familiar with it, it's this three by three uh, grid that you can overlay over your home. And there's lots of different areas. And one of them is actually related to family. It's usually a green color. And in Chinese, we call it Zhen position. And it also connects to new beginnings, to spring, the number three, so many different aspects and yin, uh, yang would actually. And so the main thing it's known for is that it's related to family. And it's a great area to work with if you want to have more harmony or support for your family. And actually there's another area to the opposite area is children, which is sometimes called completion. And that's a white area. So there, there's another area of the Bagua map related to children that could be relevant to kids, right? So those two areas are um, great, but family is a really easy one to work with. If you can locate that area of your home, 
that can um, be activated with some intention to, to do whatever you need to support your children and to support your whole family, not just because it's not just about the kids, right? Like mom needs support. Uh, well, mom and mom or mom and dad or dad and dad or mom and dad and dad and mom, whatever. <laughs> so, um, you know, the parents need support, the children need support and, um, and grandparents need support. So it's, it's working with all of those different, all of those different um, aspects of family. And you can do something really simple actually that I love and it, I had it up in my home is when you, um, when you look at the Chinese Zodiac, it's, uh, you know, so everyone's familiar with the Chinese Zodiac. There's 12 different animals, right? Well, not everyone's familiar, but hopefully you're familiar if you're listening. Like I'm a dragon. Tori, what are you? I forgot. I'm a pig. You're a pig. Okay. And then Laura's a rat. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of know what you are, but um, there's, you can also look at the Zodiac as different personality, personality types or, or types of archetypes of people. And when you have all the 12 Zodiac animals together, it represents harmony between all of them, especially if they're strung together on a red string, or if there may be, you know, there's fun little things you can buy with all of them, like maybe on a dish, on a tray together. And there's so many different representations like artwork with all of the 12 Zodiac animals. And you can look at that as a symbol of harmony with all the different types of personalities in your home and placing that in the family area of your home with intention to create more harmony can create a lot of support for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good way. In, it's a, that it's, that is an adjustment. That's a 12 animal adjustment, which you can, as Angie said, you, there's so many different personalities out in the world and even in your own family. And especially if you have a lot of extended family coming over and it's trying, it's really a way to bring you and you put it in the correct, keep it in the correct order. Usually if you've got a representation that you've purchased, usually they're in the correct order. Um, and um, it helps that uh, flow and everything just kind of harmonizes because it's where it's where all the animals are supposed to be together. So good one, Angie. Um, so Tori, what are you, I want to finish. I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about what are you working on right now? What are you excited about? How can people find you? That kind of stuff. Um, I am working on combining this feng shui stuff that I love so much, I guess, with design <laughs> and incorporating that together with, um, and sort of attracting those clients that are interested in this. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to dive further into it. Um, I just actually did a workshop, uh, with a friend, um, and we catered it towards women and really focused on self-care, which was well-received. And hopefully I'll be doing another one in the fall. Um, because while we're talking about kids today, it's also about ourselves. And that's really how I started in this journey. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I needed support and this is a way to combine my love of design and, and, um, sort of my love for Asian philosophies and, and that my background there too. Um, so yeah, you can find Excellent. me on Instagram at Tori mm -hmm. McBrien. 
or check out my website for more of my design portfolio. It's www.mcbryaninteriors.com. And I think and I you, have all my information on a lot your- of. Yeah, it's all, oh yeah, and on our website you can find her too yeah. on the consultants page. Um, you know, and, and she's been doing these great Instagram lives, uh, IG lives every almost every day. I think you've been up there for a while. It was great. So hopefully yeah. you'll keep doing those. Yeah. Um, so definitely follow her on Instagram. And she has a great website. She's, uh, you know, Tori is, is not new to the design business. So, um, you know, you'll see her full portfolio up. And so it's going to be really exciting and great to see. I can already see how she's integrating the feng shui. So um, thank you so much for being here, Tori. And any information you want to find, Tori, you can find it again in the show notes and um, in any of the details of this podcast. So thanks for coming, Tori. Thank you again for fun. having me. This yeah, is great. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. And if you like our podcast and this episode, please share it with others. You can subscribe and leave a nice review if you like it. If you don't like it, don't say anything at all. (laughs) And if you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. That's at holisticspaces.com. And you can also support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses. We have um, almost every month a practical feng shui course. And that's where you get to be in a small class setting with Laura and myself and we look at your floor plan so you can find out more information about that at mindfuldesignschool.com thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week